What marks a successful season for the Dallas Mavericks, for Luka, for Kyrie, for Derek Lively, for Omax, and more? We'll tell you on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what would make a successful season for the Mavericks. You can name anything. Mm. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sports, Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The successful, sir, the one more thing, King, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? One week from today, we have a preseason game. In the AAC. Mm, excited. Detroit. Detroit Pistons coming to town. So we got this kind of like a off period here. We got like a week. Mavericks and uh, their traveling crew uh, coming back into town uh, yesterday or flying flying back yesterday and uh, get a few days off. Practice on Monday. And yep. this is the recovery time for any of the injuries, any of the stuff. I need a recovery uh, beer. It's kind of like resetting training camp in a way. It feels like it. As they head back to practice on Monday and then a game next Friday. So we're almost there. We're almost into the season. We're almost there. We've got three weird preseason games in in, in the rearview mirror. And so today we wanted to do what would make a successful season for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll go through the Mavericks themselves. We'll go through players, Luca, Kyrie, the rookies, Jaden Hardy. I want to go through a bunch of that stuff. So we'll talk about Assistant that. Assistant coaches. But let's, but let's uh, head athletic trainers. But before we do that, let's talk about what would make a successful season for the Mavericks themselves. And I think to me, it like you can say what level they need to get to in the season. But to me, it's just make the playoffs at, at any cost. If it's through the play-in, mm-hmm. your, your dreaded play-in that you hate with all your guts. If it's Dude. making the sixth seed and then you're in the playoffs, like... Either way, got to make the playoffs because they got to get the experience. Like they've got to get this, com- like the camaraderie, the experience, the experience that they get. This, you know, the group got to playing the Clippers. They need to get that again with this new group. And I think that it starts with just making it. I don't. I wouldn't even say win a series. I'll just say just make it. That would be a successful season. Yeah, I think I'll take it a step further. I think it's win a series. Um, so I, if I they make it's... the playoffs and they don't win a series, it's not a successful season. I think I land there. Yeah. Because I think on the grand scheme of things, I think you in like right now, yes, there are scenarios, of course, that could play out to where, hey, they coming out of the play in and they they face Denver in the first round of a series, you know, series. Yeah, right. It's like, but see, I just don't know if that's a, like I don't know if I would call that a success. Like if they snuck in as the eighth seed and then got swept by Denver in the first round. I just don't know if that's a success for me. I, I think they have to win win a series for it to be a successful season for me. So you're almost like they've got to get to the the four, five, six spot or three, four, five, six spot to, to be a successful season, kind of, because you don't want them playing in the play in, and then you also don't want them to get trounced in the first round. So they gotta get 
Yeah, I mean, I I think it kind of depends on who the two see. Like, there's really not somebody outside of Denver right now that I think is like an automatic, you know, L. Yeah, an automatic L. And and, I mean, ask me again in like two months, and yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some. Yeah, there there could be somebody that just Phoenix could just look unbelievable, or you know, the the Lakers. Um, That hurt him physically to say that. Kind of did. Be, yeah. I think they'll be good. They, they're a pretty deep team. I just think if you have a guy who, I mean, we're about to talk about what it looks like for Luca to be, you know, have a successful season. But like, if you have a guy that's an MVP candidate, you just signed Kyrie Irving. I mean, these are two win now guys that you want to win a ton of basketball games with. And, you know, you sign them to this massive contract. You basically have two max guys. You know, you got some other pieces around them. There's a lot of question marks there. But I just think, yeah. I know they missed it last year and there's this whole big thing. They lost on purpose. You know, the, everybody freaked out cause they invented tanking air quotes there for non YouTube people. And, but it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think where they're at and the, the top of the top talent of their roster, I think success has to be one of series. I just want everyone to know he did not do air quotes. He just said, air I did. Qu- just oh, like I'm qu- doing them right now, but I realized they weren't on camera. Yeah. I was say, you can't even, you can't even see <laughs> your like air under <laughs> invisible air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. So yeah, that, so that's just, that's just the level. I think they have, they have to hit is to make, to make the playoffs. You, you think they need to win a first round series and that would be a success because they have to get that experience. They have to build that. They have to. And my next thing for the team is they've got to figure out, first of all, if Kyrie and, and Luca work, that's that's a different thing. But they've got to figure out which of their younger rotation players, so your Grant Williamses, your Josh Greens, your Dante Exums, your Derek Jones Juniors, if those guys can be high-level rotation players on a playoff team, right? Like you've got to figure out of those four which yeah. which ones can. Then you've got the Maxi, Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes. Those are like your older rotation players. Those ones you're like, all right, who can still be in a couple years? You know, like, like figure out the path for those guys moving forward. I think getting to the playoffs will will inform you of that. Like inform you of, of which of those guys are ready, which of those guys can still contribute, and you know, and all that. And I think that's that's the next step of success is to figure out which of those guys, whether they may either make the playoffs or win a series or not. You've got to figure out those things out too with those guys. Yeah, I mean, if we took wins or standings out of this and just said, you know, what are some other things that would have you know would need to happen for you to say yes um make Kyrie and Luca work on the basketball court you know develop your young guys your first round picks um is it is with Luca and Kyrie is it I kind of glossed by it is it make it work or figure out if it works (laughs) yeah it's more figure it out but because there's a scenario where if you figure out if it works what if you figure out it doesn't work then you cut bait then the season, the season would. I guess if you find out it doesn't work, the season's not a success anyway, right? Like, no. I mean, I think we would tie it into that. <laughs> It'd be the season. You're just like, oh well. So yeah, at least they figured out if it worked. You okay. Know? So then I changed my point. A successful season would be making Luca and Kyrie work. I'm with you now. It's <laughs> that would be okay. a successful season because they, if they figure out it doesn't work, it's not a successful season, right? Like, no. That would be bad. So, but yeah, it's it's make those two guys work together. Yeah. I agree. The next one I think for team is uh, Derek Lively just has to take steps. I think he's mm. starting from a good place, but he's just got to take steps, which we all expect. There's not not too much not too much more expected of him that would make a successful season. Like if he starts opening night and is fine and can play and can contribute, that's success already. 
And then I'll go figure out if Jaden Hardy has another gear. That's like my other one for the t- for the team themselves. Because I left him out of the young the young rotation players. Because I don't think he's ready yet. But they've got to figure out like it does he have an extra gear to go to? Yeah, I put like figure out like what his role is. Like I feel like you you almost got to define kind of. But I also said that about Josh Green, and I had to eat my words on it a little bit. Of yeah, I thought I was pretty. I kind of over or I overlooked the 2020 effect on Josh Green rookie season. You know, he got drafted literally in November and how weird, yeah. you know, the start of his career was. But I was like with pretty Rick. confident. Yeah, with Rick. I was pretty confident after like two and a half years. I'm like, nah, I think I know what Josh is. And then he like upped it a notch. Yeah. And I feel a little bit different about Josh now. Yeah, so I'm going to take the same approach I did with Josh Green. I'm going to slow roll it. I don't think we'll figure out what Jaden Hardy's role is. I just want to see what his like what else he can do in his career. Because I think we saw in year one with, with Jaden Hardy that he can be a, an efficient player, that he can play this secondary creator off ball, but then on ball a little bit. He can shoot, you know, shoot the three. Well, he can get hot. Like those are the things that we, we found out about him where we thought maybe him, like him coming in, at least for me doing my draft research, I was like, this guy's got to be so good. at so many little things for him to be good in the NBA. And then he was good at some of those things. And so I think the next one is just figure out what's his next gear, figure out, you know, because then we can project where he's going. I'm still following his his path is the same as a Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Simons. Like I'm still following the path that those guys blazed before him. Uh, and then my my last one for the team is Omax works to contribute and take steps. Um, you know, if they can get Omax to con- to contribute at some time this year, then I think that's a success for the team. Like just to get him to that baseline. Look at Giardi trying to split them up. I said, develop the rookies, get the rookies. You know, one of them, rotation. one of them is starting, and the other one was playing with the the exhibit ten players. So I think Jason Kidd's the one that's the other one them. started two one game. Yeah, no, so did Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> Coming up, what's success for the players? What's success for Luca? What's success for Kyrie? We'll talk about that and more. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with all kinds of props and odds and lines and stuff for the uh, MLB playoffs. The playoffs. Rangers. The Rangers. Let's see. The ALCS. They are plus 126. They're the underdogs against the Astros right now to win Ooh. this series. So you can go check that out right now. They have game one. The Astros are one and a half point favorites. One and a half points in baseball. That feels like... It feels like a lot. So, again, check it all out. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn has you covered. New customers. Get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Place that $5 bet. You get $200. You can put on the Rangers. You can put on Luka, MVP odds, all kinds of other stuff. Again, check it out. It's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I need a recovery beer. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day to the show. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us. I did a Q&A today where I answered every single question that was sent in on subject. There was dozens of them. It, t- it took me a while to get through all those, but I answered all of your questions. So uh, subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number on the screen. It's right under Isaac right now. So there it is. Right there here, it goes. right here, right here. All right, Isaac, what success for Luka Doncic this season? Okay, so one, we gotta we gotta say this. This is individually, right? Because I, I think we did team already. Yep. Yeah, we already did team, and we're not gonna sit here and answer 
success for Luca means a title, like like a team success thing. For him, it would. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like for him, I think the players would answer differently on a lot of these. But for us, if we're just looking at individual season outside of team success, what do I think? You know, what do we think is a is that mark? And for me, for Luca is finish in the top three in MVP. Mm. Like, and because you know, there's a if you finish the top three in MVP, it feels like there's team success tied to that. But actually finish finish there he's gonna he's been projected in that top you know for mvp odds for multiple years now and now let's let's put together if he finishes top three in mvp that means health is you know combined with that that means a lot of different things so yeah i think that's the one i landed on the most this is where according to basketball reference this is where he's landed on mvp the last four years eighth last year Fifth the year before that, sixth the year before that, that's 2021, and then fourth in 2020, the bubble year. Uh, I agree with you. That's that's a great one. I hadn't thought about MVP. Specific. I thought maybe like would MVP, like winning MVP be success? But yeah, top three totally is like would be a successful season for him because it is tied to that team success. It is tied to the team has to be good. He can win. For, he can get first team all NBA again. And that not be a yeah. successful season. I would argue last season was not a successful season for Luka because he – you know, they didn't make the playoffs. Seemed like he regressed in, in some areas, defensively especially. And then he made first team all NBA, all NBA. And like, okay, well, it didn't make success then. So yeah, I think it's gotta be it's gotta be that. Now, obviously, the team success is so tied to Luca. I don't think you can I don't think you can think about one without the other because where where the team where Luca goes, the team goes, where the team goes, Luca goes. And he's gonna be judged based on how the team does, basically, right? And so Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's it's very tied to, to Luca. Anything about his conditioning, his defense, his you know arguing with the refs—is there anything in that that you would tie to a successful season for Luca? Like if we're having the same conversations about his defense, about his conditioning, and about his arguing with the refs at the end of this upcoming season that we did at the end of last season, can it can it still be a success? Yeah, I think that's where I landed on. Like I I feel pretty confident that Luca can still argue and get texts and still like be a leader in the league in text and have a really dang good season. And yeah. the text thing. Be, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Be a top. Um, the in shape thing was hard for me to like put like a qualifier on or like a measurable thing on it. Besides be like, Hey, a successful season is him being in shape all year. <laughs> you know, like, I just don't know how to, well, I think there's, there's one thing is that he doesn't look gassed at the end of games. Right, yeah. like we saw a lot of times last year that he was just gassed at the end of games. That's why the Mavericks weren't good in clutch games. They weren't good in like one score games towards the end of it. And so I think that's one thing that, again, it, like like you said, it's really hard to measure. It's hard to figure out is he gassed, is he not gassed. But, but yeah, if he's not gassed, then that'd be great, and that would be that would be a success <laughs> if he if he can perform in those. Which I think Ky- a full season of Kyrie will help in those. Yeah, I agree. What about the uh, defense? Yeah, defensively, I mean, you would, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't have, I, I just don't think, I don't think Luke is ever going to be like this, like two way, you know, all defensive guy in the other end. He's got to be above average. He's got, he got a vote. Remember, <laughs> he got a Greg, vote. <laughs> Greg Logan. Greg baby. Logan. Shout out, to, shout out, to, shout out. To, we should pretend like he's dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> memory in memory of Greg Logan's vote. Love you, Greg. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just got to get back to 2022 level defense. I mean, that was, that, that was good enough for them to win two playoff series. So he's just got to get back to yeah. that level. And a consistent effort defensively. 
Yeah. Because right. I think I think when the game's on the line in like fourth quarter, he's not a, he's not as bad. It's like, all right, let me lock in. When he's locked in, he's not a bad defender. Right. You know, to where some other players out there, even when they're locked in, they suck at defense, and or they're too small or all that stuff. Luca, when he's locked in, is actually like a decent defender. It's just, you know, he doesn't really have that effort on it all the time. Some of that's impossible to do to ask him to have 100% effort on defense. But anyway, but that goes to the conditioning, and it also goes to the clutch factor with him being you know tired late in games too and it all it goes back to his workload which we hope Kyrie will help like even when when Kyrie was added last year his his usage percentage went down from like 40 percent to 34 percent so that that's something that we're going to monitor for sure what about Kyrie himself what would be success for Kyrie yeah I put him at 65 games played he he hasn't played 65 games in a season since the 2018-19 season uh, so that would obviously put him around 17 games missed. So give him, you know, there's going to be different things that pop up or some rest stuff here and there, which I don't know how the rest stuff's going to work, but anyway, 65 games feels like there's, and once again, there's a lot of stuff that is tied in that. Like, Hey, if Kyrie plays 65 games, you're hoping that means there, you know, there's wins attached to that. There's better chemistry and stuff with Luca and all of that. So that's what I landed on. Yeah, and the games missed for Kyrie hasn't always been injuries, so it's not all yeah. it's not all tied to injuries. We don't, you know we can't predict some of the other things that have happened, but but yeah, with Kyrie, it's just just be eligible for those awards, and then yeah, for it, it's almost oh, I don't know if it's if it's more on Kyrie or more on Luca to make it work with Luca. But that point we made earlier about team success for the Mavericks is make it make it work between Luca and Kyrie. Yeah, feels like Luke like they have to meet in the middle, I guess. Yeah, in it, but but yeah, it is it is tied it's tied to both of them. So yeah, I would I would throw that in, in Kyrie's camp, make it work with Luca, which he yeah. which he ha- which he has, but yeah, I would put it with both. Yeah, I, w- I would put it with both. I don't know if how who I'm leaning towards the most, like who's more responsible. Um, anything else for Kyrie? No, I mean yeah, I mean there's different things you could you know you could talk about second unit stuff or. You know, if you want to do some lineup combination numbers with Luca, like, hey, on off, you know, a certain benchmark for his on off stuff with Luca, you know, being a certain number, that would be something I'm looking at. Um, but I, I think games played for me, picking one, considering all the games, you know, missed over the past handful of years for multiple reasons, I think I'd land at games played. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think it maybe fig- figure out the figure out the the tempo that he wanted to play with last year. I think that's something that we'll we'll see a little bit more of. We didn't get to see it much at all in preseason because it was so fast when Kyrie was in and out that first game. But yeah, figure out some of that kind of stuff too would be a success if he if he could get this team moving a little quicker. I think it's mostly on Kyrie to get the team to move quicker into transition a little bit more, and I think that's something that could mark success for him too. Yeah. All right, coming up, let's get into the rookies. Let's get into some of the the young guys, Grant Williams, Josh Green. Let's go through rapid fire some of those guys. What would make success for them coming up? My first shot, my first play. All right, Isaac, let's talk about the rest of the Dallas Mavericks. What would mark success for some of these Mavericks? Let's start with Derek Lively. I said at the top that, he would just have to take steps. And to me, some of those steps are get better at, at fouling, fouling less, and get better at screening. He said that to us at Media Day, that he's got to get better at screening. He's been working with Tyson Chandler on that. 
And so those are, those are two things I think he's got to get better at. And then the second thing is just become reliable on offense slash not a liability. Because I think mm-hmm. defensively he'll take those steps. Defensively that's what he's going to be. But he's just got to not be a liability on offense at a certain point, which the lobs have been great. But, you know, eventually a team will scheme around that. And then what does he do then, you know? Yeah, it's like what what's the uh... – Trying to think of a of a a non uh, a way to say this. Can you what's a what's a version a, a three and D guy, but for a big? What could we come up uh, with? Like a, a Duncan D guy? Duncan D Dunkaroos. See, that, that's, this be... is where it's gonna get like re- weird. Um, like Roland D. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be a Roland D guy? <laughs> uh, a rim roller and controller. <laughs> Can you roll and control? Control the paint and roll to the rim. Can you roll and control? <laughs> Who are some roll and control guys out there? Jared White Allen, Tom. Clint Capella, Rudy Gobert. Roll and control. We just came up with that. Let us know in the comment section if you like roll and control. <laughs> okay, for, for Lively, I put, uh, this is where I would put, I don't have a specific number, but this is where I would go into the lineup combo, combo stuff. And You said roll and D's earlier. I just... I just... <laughs> can't get over that um is i i think a successful season for lively would be at the end of the year him and luca's numbers together as like a two-man combo Mm. has like positive positive net rating positive you know a a good offensive efficiency number uh defense same way that you just have positive good numbers with luca across the board and you're developing that chemistry Mm. That's the best one. I, I thought about like games started for him and all of that, but yeah. I don't know. He, I, do we want to do the game starting? Do they, do those matter or not? <laughs> uh, who starts? Or not? Uh, I just don't know if like starting, you know, you, I mean, Dwight Powell started a bunch of games. I don't know if that means success for him. So, right. Right. Yeah. True. Anyway. Um, your boy, Omax, Omax prosper. What marks success for him? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, besides saying like a consistent role in the rotation, like I think for him, like, hey, successful season is being in rotation. I, I looked at some different like roles last year and for him and uh, for him and Derek Jones Jr., I kind of gave them the same measure of success that they become the third wing. They become they step into the Josh Green role last year and average around that like 20 minutes a game. And I know some people are like freaking out, like you know, no, you know, there's no way after you know that preseason. I'm just saying for him, I think for him and Derek Jones Jr., the idea of success for them this season is if they become the third wing defender behind Grant and Josh. I'm with you on that. Yeah, that that would be a successful season for them. I think I think Omax could still have a successful season without getting like consistent minutes. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, it, it would definitely mark success for both of them. With Omax, it's can he prove the shot consistently by the end of the year? Like, can, can the Mavericks rely on that? Because if it's not, and then we've, they've got to, like, rework it or something over the summer, which they've done with Josh, Dorian. Like, they've done that with guys in the past. And I think it's shot. a little more for Omax because, you know, Derek Jones Jr. can't shoot either. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's some of the positioning stuff and the, yeah. But they still they still need that that position. If they want Omax to be a high level rotation player soon, he's got to be able to shoot. I mean, just non negotiable <laughs> that yeah. that position to be able to do that. So, 
for Jaden Hardy, to me, it's he's got to show he has another gear. That's the Mavericks thing they need to figure out. And for Hardy to get that other gear, I think he's got to show some more stuff with the ball in his hands. That's why the Mavericks were focusing so much on that during summer league. You saw it in the, these last couple of preseason games when Kyrie wasn't playing. He had the ball in his hands a little bit more. And I think he's got to have some explosion games. He's got to have a game where he puts up like 25, 28. Like Jordan Poole in his second year, I compare them a lot because Jordan Poole's first year barely played. His second year, he played a lot because that team was bad. But he had like a 38-point game, and he had like 19, 20-point games too in those. Like he had, had some games where he just exploded and showed that there was another level that he can get to where I can score on anybody. And if you can score on anybody, then all of a sudden you become more valuable to a team. Yeah, um, yeah so, like, so like that. I think he's got to have a couple of explosion games. That's good. I like that. I mean, I I did like a kind of a cop out and just said turnovers, some of his assist to turnover stuff. Um, this preseason, even going into the summer league and stuff, hasn't been the greatest. So the ball's gonna be in your hands. You gotta watch the turnovers. Grant Williams. I think for Grant Williams, he's he can establish all the things that he already does, and then maybe get himself into a like an all defensive team conversation you know what i mean like can he get some votes for that can he be on the the fringe of it with that that i think feel like that would be a successful season for him i know that i debated on two things for him one of them was yes land on one of the all defensive teams as you know just this like land, versus, land on it man i don't know i mean I, we're talking about success uh, the other one for him and this is ultimately the one i landed on was 45 percent from three that yeah, and it, it might sound crazy like percentage wise, but like that's what he is for like career average. So uh, he's a he's a dang good three point shooter. So if if he can shoot forty five percent from three this season, I I think that means he had a successful season. Dang, you're like you're like you're super high. Make an all defensive team shoot forty five percent from three. He would be like one of the most valuable role players in the NBA. I'm saying one of one of the other. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I was gonna say both of those would be amazing. Well, yeah, both of those would be. You do both like, of those. Like, how many players in history have done that? <laughs> um, okay, let me take it. Sorry, I got my columns mixed up. Let me take it down just a few notches into like forty-two percent from three. Still, still good. Yeah. Yeah, because two years ago he shot forty-one percent. Last year he shot forty percent. Um, yeah, I mean he's gonna up his three-point or his three-point attempt. So getting to 42% might be kind of lofty expectations on that, <laughs> but, but he's going to get wide open ones. We've seen it already in preseason. I mean, Oh, he's going to get a ton. I mean, you look at his three point attempts over the past two years, 3.7, 3.4. I mean, that's, that's going to double in a heartbeat. So that's where, yeah, you might even have to lower it down to like 40. It's like, dude, if you you shoot forty percent from three this season while attempting seven to eight threes a game, then that that's gonna be a monster year for Grant. I was curious. Here are the the players that have made a defensive team and shot the best from three. Uh oh. Kawhi Leonard in twenty sixteen shot four threes a game, shot forty four percent from three on the Spurs. Chauncey Billups in 2006 took five a game and shot 43%. Al Horford in 2018 for Boston made an all-defensive team, shot 43%. Then your boy, that could mean anybody at this point. Your boy, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, <laughs> shot 43% from three in 96 and made an all-defensive team. Uh, Chauncey Billups again in 2005 shot 42%, made a defensive. So there you go. Those are the... 
Those are the ones that have shot the best from three. There's only been 14 players that have shot 40% from three, taken at least three threes, and made an all-defensive team. Let's go, Grant. <laughs> I was going to say. Like 15th. <laughs> uh, Josh Green. I think uh, J- Josh Green, just leave no doubt. This has been my phrase for Josh Green all summer. Leave no doubt that you are the mm. starter. That's it. That's a successful season for Josh. Yeah, I mean – Similar vein. I put 50, 50 plus starts. I'm saying 82 starts. He's, he's Whoa. leave no doubt. Like it's gotta be, he's the <laughs> starter unless there's an injury to himself. Right? Like, yeah, that's a successful season for Josh taking that next level. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, anyone else that you had, you had penciled in. Oh, Dante. I'll do Dante Exum. Yeah. I had him too. Be and- the third first guard off the bench. Be the third ball handler. I think that would be a real successful. Like, we'd finish the season if XM was, like, the first guard off the bench. Like, before Tim, before Seth, we'd be like, oh, man, that was a great season for Dante XM. Yeah, I put have more minutes than Jaden Hardy and Seth Curry. All the Jaden Hardy fans just got real mad. I mean, I think there's going to be moments that kid plays XM over Hardy. Like, I, I think you're right. Yeah, so that's – that would be my idea of success for him. Did you do one for Tim? <laughs> no. For Tim, I just put he's in a playoff rotation. <laughs> <laughs> a playoff rotation. Yeah, A. <laughs> Maybe not the Mavericks. Um, uh, I okay. need some ones for like Maxi and Dwight. Yeah, That's go ahead. Like, yeah, what did you- oh, over 25 minutes per game for Maxi because uh, he's hovered around that. I would say um, under. Let's say under. Like save him, save himself, save him. Yeah, okay. And then for Dwight, I I put over forty one starts. I just heard like, hold on. I I just heard like a ton of our listeners, like a thousand listeners, just throw up like wherever they did are. Our, did our YouTube comments like DM, just come? DFW is just full of vomit in the streets. <laughs> and then for Rashawn Holmes, I put plays over Dwight. That's a great way. Yeah, that'd be great for Rashawn Holmes. That's success for him, for sure. Yeah. So, there you go. Markeith Morris, it's get on the floor against the Nuggets. Oh, gosh, Markeith Morris. <laughs> there you go. Let us know what would be a successful season for the Dallas Mavericks in the comment sections. We're curious what you guys think about all these players. Uh, we'll be back. We've got uh, practice on Monday. We'll have a show on Sunday night as well. We'll be talking about the Mavericks. And, uh, and yeah, more stuff like that. So we'll have you covered all throughout this week and more guys. Thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps. Peace out. Boom.